You're listening to Simulcast, a podcast about healthcare simulation. So welcome to Simulcast. I'm Victoria Brazel and welcome to our next episode in our collaboration with Advances in Simulation, the Open Access Simulation Journal. And I'm joined today by two guests who are going to talk to us about CSAM, the Society in Europe for Simulation Applied to Medicine. And CSAM is both an organisation as well as a conference that you might be interested in going to. So we're going to be talking about that So my first guest is Gabe Reedy, who is the Director of Academic Programs at King's Learning Institute. That's at King's College in London. Uh, He's an educational psychologist and learning scientist who I first met on a debriefing course and really enjoyed his company and his wit and wisdom. Uh, He's also the Education and Research Lead at King's Health Partners Simulation and Interactive Learning Centre, and that's the SAIL Centre is the other name for it. And if you're interested, follow them on Twitter. They post some really interesting things about some of the work that they do there. Uh, But perhaps most relevant to today's episode, he's also on the editorial board of Advances in Simulation. And um, with that in mind, he authored a blog post uh, looking at the proceedings from last year's CSAM conference. Uh, How are you, Gabe? Hi, Victoria. It's great to be here. Great to speak with you today. Excellent. So my next guest is Carla Sakuto, who is a new friend of mine and most relevant to today's proceeding is the chair of the scientific committee of CSAM. Uh, She's from Portugal, where she is the director and assistant professor of the Biomedical Simulation Centre for the Faculty of Medicine at the University of Porto in Portugal. Uh, Her background is a PhD in biomedical engineering, and she's got research interests in technology development as it's applied to biomedical simulation. And she does her research at the Center for Health Technology and Services Research. So welcome, Carla. Thank you. Thank you, Victoria. It's so wonderful to be here. We might just kick off talking about CSAM. So some of our listeners might have been to the conference, some of them might be aware of the organisation. Gabe, this episode was prompted by your blog post about the proceedings from last year and some of the highlighted uh, abstracts that were presented at the conference. Um, Give us a little sense maybe about the organisation and the conference uh, as you see it in terms of a participant and someone who's been quite involved. Sure, absolutely. Um, As you say, CSAM is both an organization uh, and uh, an annual meeting. So the organization is the Society for um, Simulation as Applied to Medicine, and it's the uh, learned society and the the organization for simulation simulation educators and simulation researchers um, throughout Europe. Um, The meeting, which happens once a year somewhere around Europe, is an opportunity for all of us in uh, simulation who work in simulation in one way or another to come together to network, um, to share good practice. The conference is really great for me um, for a cu- from a couple of different perspectives, really. So as an educator um, in simulation, one of the things that I really look for when I come to CSAM and one of the things I really enjoy is to see... Um, and to hear people share their um, the work that they're doing, the innovation, the new ideas, the new approaches that they have to simulation, um, and they bring those to CSAM as a meeting, and and uh, and so it really inspires me as an educator to think, what can I do differently um, in my own practice? 
But then as a simulation researcher, which is my other hat, I'm really, really interested in and fascinated by the the breadth and the quality of um, research and simulation that's happening um, around Europe and more broadly. And so as a researcher, the scientific program of the CSAM meeting is really excellent quality. Um, and I encourage um, my colleagues, my um my, my research colleagues, my postgraduate students, um, and all of us who are involved in, in simulation research to come to CSAM, um, both to share their work and to, to catch really the state of the art in terms of simulation research that's, that's happening uh, around Europe and, and again around the world. Yes, and just looking at the abstracts that presented in Paris last year, uh, diversity of topics, but also, as you mentioned, diversity of geography and uh, simulation practice, location and context. So that must provide a lot of opportunity for uh, making the most of that diversity, I would imagine. Um, Carla, just before I ask you the same question, I'll just give people a little bit of information here. So if you want to go and look on the website, it's www sesam-web.org or just Google CSAM simulation and it gives you some information both about the organisation as well as as about the conference. So um, Carla, can I ask you the same question? Uh, Why do you go to CSAM? What is it about the conference and the organisation that's useful and attractive to you? Yeah, well, uh, CSAM is a quite mature uh, scientific society. It was born in uh, in 94 already so this uh, year will be the 24th congress and um, as as building up on on what Cape uh, just uh, said um, it's it's really uh, wonderful to see all these uh, participants from different sides of uh, Europe but also from all over the world just to give you some numbers uh, last session in in Paris we had nearly um, 900 participants from uh, almost 60 countries so it's it's really nice to have these um, different backgrounds, different cultures, all together discussing uh, simulation. Um, also, the background of participants itself, it's, it's quite rich. So we have clinicians, we have nurses, educators, researchers, technicians, trainees, students. And uh, what is also really interesting is that we have a lot of participants that are from industry. Last year, we had 20% of the participants uh, from uh, uh, commercial companies, and that gave gave us um, a really uh, important um, input on what is the state of of the art development uh, on technology uh, point of view. Um, so it's it's um, a really great conference. Uh, even if you are not uh, an expert on simulation, you will definitely get lots of input from different sites, from different views, and uh, it's lots of thing going on on these uh, three days. The, the conference uh, is always three days, so it's not a lot of time away from work as well. Uh, but you'll get a lot of on this uh, network and and on the, on this. Um, uh, discussions that you you will have with these uh, different people with different backgrounds. 
And I just wanted to sort of take up that point about the relationship with industry. Uh, obviously, in the simulation community, that is a vital collaboration. And it's quite different, I think, to the more clinical conferences I go to and the relationship with pharmaceuticals. It's a it's a different relationship, I think, and one that's really important if we're thinking about helping them build the technology that helps us and uh, vice versa. There's all sorts of other technologies that are front and center in simulation. So uh, we might just sort of move on then to, as I said, the prompt for this episode, which uh, Gabe was your blog post that linked to a supplement in Advances in Simulation, uh, which is entitled The Research Highlights from CSAM 2017 in Paris. And there you've collected a group of 18 or 19 uh, abstracts that you've highlighted that you think uh, showed some of the diversity of the work that was going on. So did you want to just talk us through uh, that process of, of um, how, which ones you chose to highlight and uh, how you presented them and maybe some of the ones that you thought were particularly interesting. Yeah. So um, we were really pleased to um, with the quality of the scientific program at CSAM. Uh, and so we were really excited about the opportunity to pull some of the highlights from the program for the supplement. My colleagues on the editorial board, um, we looked at um, all of the areas you would expect. Um, so things like, um, was the research question clearly uh, articulated? Were the methods um, clear and uh, robust? Um, were the results clear and uh, you know applicable to practice? So those kinds of things. Um, and with our colleagues um, Kathy Smith and Dinker Pai, we worked through um, all of those abstracts. And and in that process, um, going through and looking at each one and determining um, which ones we thought were of the highest quality. Um, we eventually uh, narrowed it down and selected 19 that we thought were um, were really just uh, really strong examples of excellent research in, in simulation in Europe. Um, so it, as I mentioned in the blog post, it was really uh, quite an interesting experience for me because, you know, any conference you go to, any scientific meeting, you're just not able to attend every session. Um, and often you see stuff listed in the program and you think, oh, I really wish I was able to, uh, to see that. Um, and going back through the program and the, and the abstracts in this way really helped me uh, just remind myself what, a, what an excellent program it was. Um, we had everything from survey methodologies to uh, some qualitative work. Um, new technologies kind of employed in really interesting ways, um, exploration of system errors and kind of latent errors in, in, um, in health systems were particularly um, interesting. And quite a lot of the sort of randomized control trial um, design, looking at various aspects of simulation. So from the choice of scenarios and the ordering of scenarios and, and, and you know, do those kinds of things make a difference? Um, to, um, you know, what you might think of as more traditional um, trials where you, um, where you look at one treatment versus another. So looking at um, one approach to um, learning a particular clinical skill versus another. Uh, so those were the, the kind of runs the gamut. Yes, and I would agree with that. 
the um, the thing that struck me was the diversity. And when you, we'll put the link in the blog post, but it's a supplement in advances in simulation if people are looking for it on the website. Uh, and yes, the sheer diversity, there's things here with equipment, there's things here looking at communication skills, there's serious games, there's insight simulation, uh, there's uh, procedural skill training, there's some stuff on debriefing. And I did think you guys did a good job of actually managing to uh, capture some of that diversity. Um, did you want to pick out just a couple? I know it's difficult um, having a favourite child, but uh, did you want to pick out a couple that were particularly relevant, say, for your practice? Um, well, there were some ones that were particularly interesting for me as a um, as a researcher. So I'm um, as I'm as you mentioned in the sort of intro, I'm a I'm a psychologist and a learning scientist and, and an educationalist, really. So I'm I'm constantly kind of focused in my work on um, understanding how simulation helps clinicians learn. That's really the focus of my work. And, uh, and I'm really intrigued and fascinated by my colleagues who are doing um, uh, looking at simulation to help understand um, healthcare as a system in a much uh, more holistic way. Um, and so my colleagues um, at um, the whole Institute for Learning and Simulation in the UK um, had a, a really interesting project that they um, were working on using in situ simulation to look for latent errors in their pediatric um, high dependency unit. So that was a particularly interesting one um, for me, just because I don't often think about um, how simulation can be useful um, in in that way. Um, and it can be, can be really useful. Um, another one that was particularly interesting um, to me, and, and again, um, in some ways, kind of for similar reasons, actually. So um, our colleagues at... Um, uh, in France, in Limoges, um, were looking at um, the value of a serious game um, to teach nurses about um, urinary tract infection um, prevention, and um, and they, in terms of research, it was it was not um, the research design that really got me, but it really helps me to think of serious games as a potential. Uh, valuable tool for um, teaching clinicians, um, for helping clinicians learn about, um, especially about areas that um, are, are uh, you know, are important to patient care and patient safety. So that was kind of an interesting one for me as well. Yeah, and just looking at the screenshots, it's it's quite a game, and you wouldn't necessarily think you'd have a game about uh, preventing UTIs. exactly. But uh, clearly, there's all kinds of modalities. <laughs> but clearly, there's all kinds of modalities that we don't think about until we are shown an example of something like that. Uh, yes, so great work. And as I said, I'll put the link up to have a look at those articles for those who are interested and uh, looking forward to some more, which is a nice opportunity to segue, Carla, uh, as chair of the 2018 uh, Scientific Committee. You're now pulling together everything for the conference this year. So that'll be in June the 27th to the 29th in Bilbao in Spain. And uh, dear to my heart, the theme of the conference is translational simulation. Uh, did you want to tell us a little bit, Carla, about uh, what we can expect and what some of the highlights are and how the planning's going? 
Yes, so a lot of busy work these days, um, putting the, the scientific program together. We are actually in the process of reviewing the uh, over 270 abstracts that were submitted. Uh, the theme this year, as you mentioned, is translational simulation. The impact uh, of the training uh, using simulation on healthcare teams' performance, on debriefing, on all the aspects of simulation-based training um, with always a patient-centered approach. So topics uh, such as involving real patients in uh, simulation development, and by this I mean in developing scenarios, involving real patients in getting um, uh, debriefing uh, put together or using real patients to give feedback to, uh, to, to the performance of teams. Um, this is something that we want to discuss in, in, in next session. Um, we also want to highlight um, the debriefing again. We want to discuss simulation impact on clinical uh, services outcomes. Another uh, topic that we want to include is the non-technical skills uh, in uh, high performance teams. Uh, and definitely we need to highlight the cutting edge technology that is currently applied to healthcare training. And as uh, Gabe mentioned before, the serious games, it's something that it's uh, update and, and is, is in constant development. And sometimes we don't give enough credit. So just to give you an idea of the structure of the conference, so we will have uh, three days uh, of conference. Uh, the morning of the first day, as usual, will be the pre-conference um, uh, workshops. And then throughout the two and a half days, we will have um, three keynotes, three state-of-the-art speakers in plenary sessions. The program will have parallel sessions that will be constituted by workshops, by oral presentations of the abstracts, by e-posters, expert panels, roundtables, and um, industry uh, sessions. Yeah, so a new this year, uh, a, a new sessions that we will include this year will be the innovation tank and also the speed dating with experts. The, the, the community, simulation community, just exchanging ideas of what should be the future of technology in simulation. Yeah, sounds like a very dynamic set of formats, uh, something for everybody there, uh, both in terms of what you're talking about as well as how we're talking about it. So uh, very interesting. Simulcast. I think there's, uh, as I said, more on the... Uh, CSAM website if people are interested and there'll be more coming out over the next little while and also you can follow CSAM on Twitter as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to being there and I guess what I would add to what Carla said is that uh, I'll be there representing Simulcast and so we will be having some updates and I hope some interviews with some of the speakers, some of the attendees and hopefully highlighting some of the diversity uh, that Carla and Gabe have highlighted for us. So just before we uh, sign off, um, Gabe, any other thoughts or comments you'd like to make? Well, just to say, um, though Carla and I are, are focused on the uh, content of the scientific program, it's always important to remember how CSAM draws us all together from across Europe um, and has a wonderful social program as well. So it's a great opportunity to come together with um, with our colleagues 
Um, and last year we had we had quite an amazing um, social program, including dinner at the Eiffel Tower. So um, while Bilbo has some uh, some amazing um, cultural opportunities as well, I'm looking forward to seeing what those are this year. Always a great time to to kind of get together and see colleagues uh, from around the world. So looking forward to seeing you there. Yes, yes, me too. All right. Well, Simulcast listeners, as I said, I'll put up those links on our blog post, but uh, www.sesam-web.org is where you can go for all these materials, as well as the link I'll provide to the proceedings that uh, Gabe summarised nicely for us, which are the supplement um, in advances in simulation. So thanks again to both of you, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in Spain. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Simulcast, a podcast about healthcare simulation.